Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ravenda with uh, Mingles on Network Radio, otherwise known as MZN Promotions here on Block Talk Radio. Thank you so much for coming in and enjoying another fantastic night of entertainment with us. Uh, tonight's guest will be Miss Shelly Kay, straight out of Detroit, bringing us her soulful and beautiful voice and her her rendition of very well-known songs. We look forward to hearing her perform for us, or uh, we'll just go ahead and play the music. Um, <clears throat> let me go ahead and get started with uh, giving you just a little bit of, of her music. We're going to go over how things are going in the Detroit area for people like Miss Shelley and other artists that are coming out of Detroit. It's like it's so difficult for people to, you know, maintain their balance in what they want to do for their music careers. And there's a lot of things that we are doing as a radio station to help folks. So right now we're gonna go start with playing one of Shelley's uh, songs, one that I particularly like called Hold Me. And I'll go ahead and put that on for everybody while we wait for our guests to come to the station and speak with us today.
Hello? Hello? Hello, who's on the line with us now? Hi, how are you? How you doing there? Thank you so much for coming in and um, joining us for this wonderful interview. I look forward to hearing so much about your life and your experiences. We just played uh, one of your songs, Hold Me, and if I could ask you to start by giving us um, uh, the background for that song. Ah, <laughs> well, I was um, I was married, and I didn't get the, um, I guess, the response that, you know, as far as um, <laughs> after after love making and things like that, and I ended up sitting about four o'clock in the morning writing it of what I really wanted out of a relationship. And that's how I got hold of me. Well, that's a great thing to do, and uh, I should start doing that myself. I have a lot of stuff I want to do right now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a lot of my stuff is wrote early in the morning or something like, you know, where uh, I can't sleep and once I, you know, because I can hear melodies in my head or. You know, the lyrics are in my head. I have to get up and get to writing. Wow. Well, I mean, that makes you a very talented person. I mean, a lot of people don't write their own music. And, uh, you know, that you write it and compose it yourself, that's very great. Now, um, don't you give us a little bit of your background so we can know exactly where music started for you in your life? Well, my father was doing music with his bro- with two of his brothers and his sister, and they were known as the tribe. Uh, once he married my mom, it just so happened he had my three brothers first and then me, thus making it, you know, as it was with him and his brother, three guys and a girl, and we were called the Little Tribe. And we were performing, literally, I was performing at five years old in, in bars where we, you know, we performed, and after performance we'd have to go back out, go out the back door. Uh, Kennedy Square, you know, I did television programs at five years old. So I grew up basically... Uh, in music, and then my father was the Temptations engineer. So, you know, I was, I'm was i a Motown baby. Wow, that is very exciting. Uh, so you you got to meet a lot of the uh, Motown artists that were performing a lot um, during your childhood? The original Temps. Some of the Temps used to come right to our home. So, yeah, I got to know, got to know them when I was little. Uh, I actually had a chance to go to Marvin Gaye's house. My mom was friends with his with his second wife, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I got a chance to go to the to the uh, museum when I was younger, you know. But um, it's you know when it was busy and a lot of stuff was going on. I wish I could have remembered a lot more and paid attention a lot more when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> now, since you were so young, did you aware that they were musicians? Was it exciting for you at all? Yeah, but you, I didn't. That's the whole thing. It was like. You know, because I was so young, it was like I'm singing, they're singing. I couldn't have fathomed, you know, who they really, you know, who they were. I just kind of found it to be, you know, basically, you know, they're doing the same thing I'm doing, learning routines, performing, you know, working. Wow. It wasn't until I got older that I started seeing pictures and, you know, really learning and television and people talking that I was like, oh, my God, you know, who really, once again, I wish I would have paid attention. <laughs> but it, 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 it was just, you know, because I was young and it really didn't, you know, hit as much. Wow. So now yeah. um, you were still young when you started performing. Um, was that something that you wanted to do or something that your parents, you know, wanted you to, to do, you know, because of the, the, um, the surroundings? How did that get started? You're the first person I've ever asked that. Actually, it was my father's dream. It was my, you know, because my father, you know, wanted to, you know, started out with his group, his brothers, as far as a group. Once we were born, there was no questions asked. We had to do exactly that. Come home from school, go right upstairs. We related a lot to whenever we used to hear the Michael Jackson and talk about what they went through. We used to be like, you know, we'll laugh and say our father must know their father because we had to do the same. We had to come home from school, go right upstairs, rehearse, 
take a break for dinner and homework, and then get ready to do a gig by 9 o'clock that evening. Wow. So was it was it challenging for you as a, as a young person to, to be involved in that? Um, I can't really, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, your gift is from God, in which I don't, you know, I don't dispute that, but at the same time, it was a lot of hard work. Um, we didn't really have too much where we can be kids. We had, we you know, we was performing. I was from five to maybe uh, eleven performing, and it, you, you didn't. We didn't have a life that we can really look back on. So, my three brothers, they're not singing, but it just so happened with me. I, I developed to be able to put a lot of a lot of my um, feelings, things I'm going through. You know, I, I was able to find my getaway being writing. So. I kept with it where they didn't. Now, when you were performing as a young person, did you find it, you know, pretty nerve-wracking to go in front of people to, you know, to sing and um, have a lot of pressure on you to perform well? It was many nights I cried, but um, the more I got used to it, actually, it's it's, a lot of performers do develop another side to them, and that's exactly what I had to do. Because I, I'm, I, was, I wasn't, I, really I still am extremely shy, I had to they completely develop another side that would just dismiss, you know, not to focus on the people, you know, let's flip over to this side in order to get the performance there and please my father and, you know, and, and, and do the job. And so I developed that other side, which is, you know, basically the Shelly side. Okay. Well, I hear Beyonce saying a lot of um, similar things when she talks about how she performs and she's developed that Sasha Fierce character to help her get through mm-hmm. each one of her performances so that she's not so much of herself when she's doing all that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I know Michael Jackson used to do the same thing. Um, I don't know if he had a name for his, his alter ego, but um, I know that he used to do that because he was incredibly shy as well. But I guess when you when you're performing, it kind of takes over you, like the, the excitement and and what it is that you have to do. Does do you feel that's true? That it just kind of takes over you and you just do your thing. It is so completely true because you put yourself like because I put so many of my uh, fears and my emotions into my writing and into music. When it's time now for me to go on stage, it's like I get a chance now to let go. And, you know, all of the emotions and, uh, you know, I've learned to put into my performance. And after years, you you know, you, you, it, it's almost, you almost look forward to it because that's your way of expressing yourself. Since okay, normally you know, I'm shy. And, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Being shy... Well, being shy myself, I found I find it hard to do what you do. I mean, I, I have so much admiration for people like yourself that can get out there and, and perform and not forget words all the time and just breathe. <laughs> you know, I mean, how do you prevent yourself from doing that? You know, say you're having a bad day and you're not completely focused. How do you handle something like that? My bad days become my performance. It, it's it's energy that's just diverted, you know, especially if it was, a, you know, someone that might have made me angry. And then, you know, because there's so many songs, you know, in your head, I might find a song that will relate to that anger. <laughs> and it will come out of my performance. But won't, it won't show angriness, but it will show a lot of aggression, a lot of, um, you know, energy that I might assert in that show. It's just it's become my way of, you know, you have some people that might find drinking to be their release or drugs or running in the park or, you know, but, you know, for me it's become my performance of where I can't, I don't speak as quick to someone um, because of being shy. This is the craziest thing in the world. I don't really speak, but when I'm on stage, I'm completely different. Wow. Well, I'm going to go on another one of your songs, um, and when we come back, uh, we'll talk more with Michelle K. I appreciate everybody that is listening in today, and uh, especially in the chat room, we have Ms. Treaty Lady. Thank you so much for being there with us. And um, I'll go ahead and put on a song called um, I Can Hear Your Heart, which I found was a lovely song. <laughs> and it's Shelly Kay.
the song, matter of fact, that particular song right there was wrote by Mr. John Glover, who um, he wrote, You Don't Have to Be a Star, um, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. So um, there's several songs on the CD that he produced that when he went through his array of songs, once he got to know me, he started kind of matching songs up that he felt that might, you know, express a lot of personality. Wow. That's really wonderful that you had that experience and and that exposure to such great you know, entertainers and producers in your in your circle. Now, being in uh, Detroit, have you always performed in Detroit, or have you been able to go outside of Detroit to perform anywhere else? You know, like Chicago or any place like that. No, you know what? I have yet. I am so. Um... I have I, I've raised a family. I've raised, matter of fact, I have five children, and I raise my kids, whether you know they're adults. And the different opportunities that I might have had to travel, I didn't take because I, you know, I wanted them to get to a certain age, at least old enough where you know, um, to t- you know, I didn't want to leave them when they were young. Where now that they're adults, I'm completely open, and you know, I'm ready to, to handle my business and travel and do whatever, but. No, I haven't. I haven't performed outside of Detroit. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. uh, the way the way we do things here, we're gonna have to just do a lot of promotions to help you out, so you can you can get some, um, you know, some some opportunities to travel abroad. Uh, I would love that. I'd love for you to um, come to Philadelphia. We have um, an organization called the Clef Club. Um, it's mm-hmm. like a jazz center, but it's, they also have an area in there for students who um, are taught jazz and uh, practice their mm-hmm. instruments there. And they have an auditorium where they um, hold a lot of events for jazz um, uh, sessions and all different types of jazz, too. And wow. uh, I'll talk to those people over there and see when they're doing something special because later on this year, I know they are, they always do something during the summer. You might want to consider coming over here. Um, I would love that. That would be so great. And I'm also working on a show called R&B Live, and I'll be mm-hmm. featuring um, the dramatic and the lead singer from the centers. And I would love to have you participate with that, you know, that show, and just get out there. And we're taking it on the East Coast, so of course you would have to come over here. We go to D.C., Atlanta, and Philadelphia. And let you spread your love over there. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I know you'd be a hit. So, you know, I look forward to working with you. We'll talk about that later. But let me just ask you some more questions in regards to Detroit. Now, in, in regards to the, the, the great amount of talent that's in Detroit, do you feel like you have any type of competition that might, you know, like uh, – get in the way of your success in, in, in any kind of way? Because I know there's a lot of people like a surplus coming out of Detroit. I wouldn't say competition at all. If anything, I don't think, really, to me, there's only one station, radio station, it's 107.5, that actually look out and, you know, giving a break to local singers, as you know, as, you know like myself. Where the other radio stations, you know, you have to jump through hoops and really, if they play you, they might play you one, one time. So if anything, I would say, I don't think a lot of artists in Detroit are embraced as I do hear of how a lot of other artists, be it Atlanta or Chicago or, you know, that their radio stations actually embrace their singers before, a lot of times before, you know, someone else out of their city. So that's to me the more the wrestling than a lot of the, um, uh, clubs here, they're, they're not too quick to, you know, as far as a live band. That's kind of dwindling. Mm-hmm. So I would so say now, that's probably where... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do you have your own band oh. or do you just work with uh, someone that, you know, like a local band? I'm sorry, repeat it again? Do you have your own band that you work with when you're performing? Uh, presently, no. That's actually like the top of this. I've been going around for the past couple of weeks of uh, listening to different bands. But when I need to perform, I do have friends of mine that I can call up. But just my own personal band, I, I haven't 
done that yet. I'm working on that as we speak. Okay, that's good. Now, do you have do you have an ease about you when you're performing with a band that you're not that familiar with? Um, like you, you say, like an uneasy feeling. No, are you at ease when you're performing with a band you're not that familiar with? Um, after I sat and maybe just listened to them do a couple of songs, and if they really sound like uh, you know, they're um, they know what they're doing. I'm completely cool because then I know I can just go give them my key and whatever song, you know, and they, we do it. But if they're kind of scrambled and, you know, not together, then I kind of, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't mix, I don't, I don't uh, get with it. I don't perform with them. Okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind when I, when I bring you over here. Because <laughs> I, well, we have a lot of, of local bands that, um, and they are pretty good. Um, and, you know, I think that you would probably sit well with a couple of them that, I, that I'm thinking about. So, you know, that'll be something. What I'll do is send you some of their music so that you can listen to how mm-hmm. they're, you know, performing. That way you can decide for yourself if that's the one that you want to work with. So that will probably help you. You know what? As long as they just know, they know keys. I I have no, I embrace working with different members and different bands, but as long as they, you know, a lot of times if you, you say, well, um, some, most vocalists like will we'll sing in a different key. It might be my funny Valentine, and then they're used to playing it in E, and I might come along and say, "Can you do it in G?" As long as they're um, vocal friendly, I, I embrace working with um, with different bands. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you're open to that. And um, MZN Promotions is actually going to be um, become. Indie uh, Radio AM on a local station that's in Philadelphia starting on March the 14th. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. And the the station is is an AM station, but they have the 50,000-watt range, which makes them as strong um, as an FM station. So they're right up there Mm -hmm. with all the other more popular stations that are just um, playing, like, top 40 music. so they basically asked me to bring my show, which particularly uh, promotes independent artists, um, on that venue because they want to bring in more independent music. And so that is what my goal is, to you know, to help people like yourself to um, have their music play on the radio amongst this large mass of listeners. I mean, they're covering over 2.5 million people in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, Delaware area. And uh, they also stream it live from, um, you know, from the internet, which will be posted on my webpage. And they also have the audio on demand, so whoever misses the show can also go back later and, um, you know, download and listen to the show. So this is a great way for you to get exposure, you amongst other independent artists, because nobody else here is doing that in the Philadelphia area. No other radio. Congratulations, dear. Oh, thank you so much. No other radio station is doing that. They're just like covering wow. Beyonce and Little Wayne and all those folks. And then I also have some connections with um, some of the record labels because I've discussed with them what the purpose of the show is. They want to participate as well by coming in as guests to tell all the independent artists about, you know, the, the steps to take to become a successful um, musicians and artists and what they'd have to go through and make sure that, you know, they don't go in and fail and uh, go through a lot of turmoil, which is unnecessary. So um, that would be something that I would love to, you know, work with you on and make mm-hmm. sure that you get your music out here on the East Coast, which is, I think is going to just blow up because your voice oh. is so beautiful. And, and there's you. a lot of people over here that love your style of music, so you shouldn't have oh, any problems so cool. over here. So, and I'll be Thank happy you. to help promote it with you. So, um, so tell me... Um, what what other uh, artists, you know, do you uh, say that are inspiring to you that that you listened to when you were younger, you know, um, and then maybe now that you might use it some some type of way in your styling, your performing. Um, actually, when I was younger, I was kind of um, besides, of course, Motown. I I'm, I'm a Beatles fanatic. I love the Beatles. Uh, and because I worked with my brothers, I had to learn harmony. So um, I grew up loving the Beatles. Um, my heart and soul is Phyllis Hyman. 
Uh, and then the older I got, I grew to love uh, Nancy Wilson, Anna James, Dinah Washington. That really, um, I'm putting out right now an adult R&B record, but my heart is jazz. I, I wanna, I wanna get back to doing some. I wanna write original jazz because I feel like it's, it's just kind of being pushed to the side. I would have to agree because um, there's, um, well, there's a movement in Philly to, to keep it there, but I'm not sure about anywhere else. I do know of a record label that um, manages jazz artists, like smooth jazz artists, and they're actually finding that there's a drop in, um, in the listenership for smooth jazz some, for some reason. So they're opening up to, to accept other genres of music to keep their label alive. So. I can understand what you mean by that, but, you know, it's all about the way the country is handling, teaching the youth of today about music and using real instruments because most right. jazz artists are using those, and as they dwindle that out of the school system, you know, it kind of takes it away from their education if their parents aren't teaching them about, you know, the benefits of using, you know, um, uh, real horns instead of the keyboard. You know, I mean, the keyboard is a great thing and all, but it it does not replace those great instruments, and it's not being taught to exactly. children now. And that's why there's a drop in that you know that listenership because of the fact that they're not really interested in it. You know? Exactly. So we just got to do something and change that. Otherwise, you know, somewhere down the line, it's kind of just take and you know, as the older people who really enjoy it start, you know, going away, the holy, you know, where. Um, it's just going to kind of fade away. So, you know, we got to, as Americans, people are pushing that so our kids will always know the, the quality of real music. So, you know, that's so adequately put. Thank you. <laughs> um, so now tell me, uh, do you have the, your CD out? You know, is it out now? Um, are you on iTunes or anything like that? Um, actually, it's been out for almost about a year now, and um, I had it on the computer, like cdbaby.com, but it was problems over it, because I was actually top of the charts in Europe, and there was problems with it being bootlegged, so my producers had suggested for me to take it off of uh, cdbaby.com, and they were going to have me to do uh, a third CD, but they wouldn't send it to the individual that they sent it to before. So I'm not too sure how they're going to go about that, but for now, um, it's in the stores, and they're setting up a web page where you can come directly to my page and buy the, you know, upload the song. Yeah, I've heard about things happening like that, but I think that's particularly with uh, CD Baby and their security measures. And I think you'd probably do better off if you just went through iTunes and Amazon because they, they have really great secure levels to prevent things like that from happening with your music. Mm-hmm. CD Baby is probably not you know, the big company that can afford. I mean, I look at their website and it just looks a little bit tacky sometimes because it's not updated like all these other ones um, that are out here. So you might want to just consider just having the iTunes and the, um, the Amazon space. I, I do have to say, with CD Baby, you do, every CD sold, they let you see who bought your CD and how many it bought. So I, we, it, it wasn't a complaint of CD Baby. It was more to the fact of, like, it was a large amount of my CDs bought, uh, I think in Great Britain, and they were concerned as far as them taking it and, you know, which you really, you can't, nobody can stop bootlegging. You can't stop well, that's that. That's what I mean. When it, it's coming from one buyer, that's when other companies start to question why are you buying so many. Right. So, <laughs> Pretty much. You know, because the other companies will question that. You're, you're limited in the okay. amount that you can buy at one time. So okay. maybe they are not able to do that. I'm not sure. But um, right. that's what I was referring to. It's the problem with that. Like, they have to be able to measure, you know, the amount coming in because, you know, you, it's just like we're selling tickets to a wrestling match or a boxing match. Um, uh-huh. When you're, you can't buy more than eight because then they start thinking that you must be selling them outside the building or something like that. Gotcha. So they do have secure measures. So 
just consider those other options. Um, now, how do you, how do you market yourself? Well, here in Detroit, I'm at I'm in the different record record stores here in Detroit. Um, I do a lot of performances. Like right now, 107.5. They are I'm in rotation. Actually, pretty good rotation. But they play me all day. Uh, Valentine's Day, I'll be doing a performance for their radio station. And through the years, I've done performances of opening up for different acts for the radio station. So right about now, that's the only thing I'm doing until I can, you know, acquire me a team, a management team. Otherwise, it's just me right now. Okay. Well, um, hopefully, you know, we can work together on helping you get a little further in your career because um, Thank as I get you. out there more and more, I'm meeting a lot of people and, um you know, I'd be happy to be there and help you with all that because it's just important Thank you so much. To, to be supportive of artists who don't have the facility to get there with, you know, to the right connections. There's so many people out there buying their way into, you know, to the hearts of the labels. But a lot of times you don't even have to go to a label. You know, you can kind of manage your own. You just have to have the, the knowledge to set up the right type of team. And, you know, I'll go over all that with you, um, you know, when you have more time and give you an idea of what kind of stuff that I can help you with and just give you some advice on some other things that are going on out there that you could probably look into. I'm going to go ahead and put on something that's one of my favorite songs ever. Originally, I liked the one by, um, well, Chaka Khan didn't do it originally, but somebody else did, but I just liked the way Chaka did it. But now I heard heard you do it. I love it. (laughs) So, so cool. I've always loved this song, and one of these days you just gotta just sing for me, someone to watch over me. I would love this. Gotcha. I would love it. That and um, one of those pearly songs from the Broadway uh, musical. Cause I can <laughs> okay. hear it singing it. I can hear it. You know. So goes ahead with that one, and then we'll be back with Miss Shelly Page. <laughs>
Concept. I love my funny Valentine anyway, but there was a certain gentleman, his name was Mr. Harold McKinney, and he was a renowned, oh gosh, a renowned um, jazz artist here in Detroit. He passed. But before he did, I had a chance to perform with him at the legendary Baker's Keyboard. And when I when I first told him, this was a jam session, I'd never performed with him. And he said, what do you want to do? I said, well, let's do my funny Valentine. He said, well, let's try something different. And he put this swing to it. And once we did it, I was so taken by it. It was like not long after he passed, it's that melody stayed in my head. And um, I sung it to the gentleman. His name is Rick Jones, and we went to the studio and laid it. So it's become just even more endeared to me, you know, because of how I went about, you know, singing a song. Wow. And this is it just seems like you put all your heart into it. I mean, that, that I love the song always have, but like everybody has their own way of performing it, and then but not everybody can pull it off. So, you know, I think you just did a, a really fantastic job on that song. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now I have um, a caller waiting on the line um, from the four one nine area code. And I'm going to bring her in because that's my buddy, <laughs> Miss Computer Lady. How are you today? Hey there. How are you? Hey, Telly. Hey, baby girl. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing fine, dear. Thank you so much for introducing me to, one, once again, another wonderful person. You are very welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing on somebody that is just uh, ultimately, you know, talented. I mean, I mean, just just wonderful. I mean, I can't wait to work with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be glad for anyone to uh, have a chance to experience what I experienced. Absolutely. And um, I, I'm telling you, she is amazing. You all are in for a treat, let me tell you. Uh. <laughs> now, Shelly, do you have daughters? Yes, matter of fact, um, it, it makes me think about when you asked me the question earlier. How did I feel when I was younger? It actually made me a lot more sensitive to my to my children, to their um, dreams and endeavors. And two of my oldest daughters, they have their own things that they're doing, but they also they've started to perform with me. They started out lip-syncing, actually doing me a favor because I couldn't get a band, but I had a performance track, and they actually started out lip-syncing almost about a year ago now. They actually enjoyed themselves, where now they, you know, because they were extremely shy. They can sing, but they they would never do it, you know, in front of people. But they're actually now, you know, coming out of a shell of actually starting to, you know, say, well, Mama... You know, we've heard other people sing. We we say we can sing. We can do a little bit better than that. So they're actually starting to, you know, actually perform with me. 
Well, that's great because I was going to ask you: Do you um do you involve your your daughters in with your performance? Because um you know I can see them watching you perform and just probably feeling like if mom can do it, it's okay for me. And uh, <laughs> you know, you know, and then you always need a backup group, you know, that you know you don't have to go doing a major auditioning for if they already understand your style and everything. And that that's helpful too. It has to be. I have the best crew. God have gave me the best crew I could have ever. When you know, they're my psychiatrists, my accountants, my doctors. That you know, they're very supportive. Uh, so, and then for my two oldest, that's twenty-one and twenty, that have actually started performing. You know, we've even gotten outfits, and they love Amber. That uh, <laughs> it, it's I couldn't have asked anything better. It just makes it makes me even more so at home when I perform. Wow. So now, uh, a question I have to ask you, do you ever do any duets? Are there any other artists that you perform with, you know, that, that you kind of in sync with that are, let's say, non-family members? You know, do you, do you find yourself able to work with someone else easily? I've done many duets, but I think the one that stands out the most, I performed with just Brian McKnight at the Fox Theater at one of his concerts. Wow. It was actually it was a contest um, that night that a radio station was running, and they was running the contest for a whole month. I knew nothing of the contest, but a friend of mine called out the blue and said, "Shelly, take your bio and your CD down to this radio station." And this was this was Wednesday, and just that Friday they announced the winner, which they said, "I you know I won out of out of all of Detroit," and that next day was his concert. So I had to go down to the, you know, at 1 o'clock for a sound check. And uh, he changed the song that they gave me at the last minute, and we, you know, which, thank God I knew the song. And that night I performed with him. It was so awesome. Wow. I saw him um, by accident um, years ago when I went to uh, uh, Universal Studios in Florida. Um, there was some type of event that I went to, and then while I was there, I said, I cannot leave Florida without going to either Disney World or Universal Studios. And I didn't want to go to Disney because I can't keep my mouth shut, and I know I just ruined it for the kids because they haven't been yet. So I knew they would be bored stiff at Universal. That's what I thought. When I got there, they were doing this Mardi Gras thing, and lo and behold, Brian McKnight was doing a free concert. <laughs> I was standing in the front row. And just to be honest, I sound a little ghetto, but I used to think he was kind of ashy. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I said, the light. It was yes, a bright, bright light. So why does he always look ashy? And so when I got to see him in person, I was like, oh, it had to be the light. So he had me in the spot. Either that or he just put some lotion on before he came on the stage because his he was just so gorgeous and beautiful. And I was right back in front of him. And just got to hear him, and I mean, it, it, I was just in awe. You know, even though people uh, were throwing beads over my head and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. I just thought he was he was so gorgeous, and you know, I, just, I was in love with him all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I would have probably slipped if I had to perform with him at some point, you know. <laughs> He's so, very down to earth. It's good to know that. You know, not everybody, yeah. some people have egos the size of Mount Fuji. You know, I don't know, you know, you can fall at any time, so it's always good to be humble and work with people and try to keep it keep it under control, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you really want to work with right now that's out there, you know, doing their thing? I want to do a, a, a duet with Will Downing. Uh, More than anything in life. <laughs> I'm putting that out in the universe. All right. Well, I'm going to accept that because I'm the universe. <laughs> so if I, if I speak to anybody in particular that has connections with him, and then I, you know, I'm working on a show now. Working on a show called um, Divas Then and Now. And ah, okay. I want to focus on um, certain singers like Phyllis Hyman and Etta James, mm-hmm. and maybe Lena Horne, I don't know. That's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Angela Bofill, Marlene okay. Shaw, 
and oh, yeah. and I want to bring out all the other divas that are out now, like you know, let's say from the '80s on, like I, I my one of my personal favorites, Tina Marie, um, and then uh, you know all the people that are out now, and I want to have some undiscovered um, artists singing their songs at the event, just as a oh, that would be so cool, especially for Angela Bofield because you might know she had a stroke and. Uh, and she's not she's unable to perform right now, and she's been trying to keep her spirits up, but unfortunately, strokes can get you down. She can't do her thing anymore. But uh, I would right. love to invite you to come out and join us in that performance. Um, okay. And I will give you more information on that later. But I think you would really like to do that. I would love I, that. I that sounds that sounds cool. I could see you doing that. Well, I, I oh, yeah. thank you so much for coming and joining my show today. We have about seven minutes left, but I want to end it with um, a final question and, and playing your song out um, unappreciated uh, because I, I just love your music and I love that the computer lady introduced us. <laughs> and we will work very closely and you'll be back on my show before you know it. So the, the last question I want to ask you is what is your ultimate goal uh, for the next say, couple years? I want to be on stage with a full um, symphony, kind of like a Natalie Cole. That's my goal. That's my dream. Performing, you know, Gershwin or jazz tunes. That, that's what I'm working toward, as well as, you know, to stand there with, with my Grammy. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, could I stand next to you with your Grammy? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you know we got to have a crew after that. <laughs> we got to go hit the spot. My eyes <laughs> That's right. All of the ones that jumped, that came on board, we gotta have, we gotta have a crew together, posse. <laughs> well, we'll even get the TV. Song. Wait, wait a minute. Is that who I think that? that you know? Yeah. Well, that'd be us. <laughs> I have a artist who um, does com- uh, composing for movie soundtracks. Um, mm-hmm. He's a, a keyboardist and arranger. He's and he's performed with like Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh, Grover Washington, wow. Herbie Hancock, um, so many people, Tina Marie, Beyonce, uh, some, uh, Trinity, wow. a lot of different people. And right now he's composing some musical um, work for a, a few movies. So what I'll do mm-hmm. is I'll send him some of your music because he he likes to work with other artists too that he can um, use the vocals for. And who knows, you might get you know involved in a movie and just have one of your songs on there. And they might even have you performing. Who knows? I love you to death. I'd appreciate that. Thank you. Just so you know, I got that kind of Hollywood contact. So um, <laughs> I'm actually going to be having lunch with him in about three weeks. I'm going to California on the 20th for this music conference, and I have to see oh. how it runs over there. I'll be uh, hosting one similar to it over here in Philly. But while I'm there, mm-hmm. I'll be meeting with my friend who knows all these folks and talking to him about what we can do together. And then I'll also be meeting with some people um, with BET because I'll be from uh, pitching a story wow. with them trying to get involved in bringing back this this style of music and just keeping it alive. And Go, girl. I'm working with a couple of other people who have children's um, music programs, and we're going to try to kind of incorporate all that together and do like a little show on um, BET. So I'm, I'm going to keep you all in mind for everything. Because I didn't do a documentary. So if I do a documentary, I'll be in Detroit, and I'll be um, checking you out. So I'll put you out there. Yay, that'll work. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to end the show with thanking Shelly Kay for coming and bless us with her presence. Thank you. And playing a beautiful song that I think everyone here would love. And I'm going to be posting you on my podcast that reaches the international listenership of Asia, Pakistan, India, UK, um, everybody out there outside of our little little messed up country. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Everybody will hear you within the next 48 hours, and I'm sure they're going to love it. So thanks again for coming by, and let's end our show today with Unappreciated. And just so that everybody knows, we'll be back again at 9 o'clock for another show with – ALB Productions, they're going to be talking to us about what is going on in Chi-Town with the hip-hop world. So thanks, everybody, for coming, and this is Unappreciated by Miss Shelly K. And, Shelly, I'll call you later on tonight if you don't mind. Got you, dear. Wonderful.